welcome to the fourth episode of Live It. A little reminder before we get started, make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. Now, in this episode, we are going to be having my mom join us, and she's going to be looking over some teen speak. We're going to be listening to some uh, trending songs like Billie Eilish and Olivia Rodrigo, and we're going to be watching some TikToks, maybe like a YouTube video or something like that. And she's going to be basically reviewing and reflecting on all of them since uh, this generation has changed a lot um, or has made the world change a lot. And we're, if you don't have TikTok, that's totally okay. Um, but she's going to be just sharing her own opinions on it since obviously she isn't from this generation. And we're going to get right, right into that and she's going to be introducing herself now before we get into the word of the day and the quote of the day. Hello, Livies. I'm Olivia's mom, and I'm happy to be here living it up. So our word of the day, today is June 11th, is poignant, and its definition is painfully affecting the feelings, deeply affecting, designed to make an impression, stuff like that. So let's move on to our quote of the day. Now on to our quote of the day. Gandhi says you cannot shake hands with a clenched fist. I think that means that you shouldn't hold grudges against people, and kind of just move on because there's always going to be better days and better experiences, stuff like that. And you just kind of have to forgive. Um, but you don't have to forget, just forgive. I would also love to hear your interpretations. So you can go ahead and comment them in um, our YouTube comment section, or you can share them with us on Instagram. TikTok. You can also share them with us in the reviews. So now we're going to move on to our main topic for today, which is sharing our opinions and reviews and reflections um, by we, I mean me and my mom, about Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, Addison Rae, Charlie D'Amelio, Call Me Chris, Sarah Cawthron, um, and their TikToks and music. And so let's get straight into that. So as I mentioned in our intro, we're going to be listening to some famous songs. That's what we're going to be doing first. So uh, if you have Apple Music, Spotify, anything like that, go listen to Olivia Rodrigo's Driver's License and Billie Eilish's Bad Guy, and then we'll be right back. So we did end up watching the music video for Driver's License um, by Olivia Rodrigo. A little background information, this was a single that came out and it was actually like a new sneak peek of uh, what was going to be in her album of Sour and it blew up everywhere. It became the new hit song, obviously. And this was in her album Sour, which has a lot of other songs. Um, that's like 34 minutes or something. There's like a more accurate representation of it um, that you can probably look up on Google or something like that. Um, but we just watched the music video, so we're going to be talking about it and reflecting because my mom took notes during it. And she also researched a little bit before we started recording about Olivia Rodrigo. So let's hear your notes and I'll reflect on it as well. You ready? Yeah, I'm All ready. Right. You sure? Yeah. Okay, because... I don't know where I'm going to start. Olivia Rodrigo. I like her a lot. She's adorable and extremely talented. I will start by saying I really love this song. I really okay. love the music. Yeah. I mean, okay. but but can I start with a question? I have a, an, oh, the title. 
it's genius. And then she's in the car and the whole driving by the house. And I yeah. have things to say about that. <laughs> but first, I would like to ask you. Okay. What is it? But I, not the music, because I'm going to assume for a minute that we both like the music. What is it about this song, besides that, that you like and that you think makes it popular? I think what makes the song popular is the drama that is incorporated in the little hints that she gives. Because there's a bunch of drama about her and Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter. And she hints that in her music video, which is part of the reason, which is probably the most hugest reason of why this song blew up in the first place. Really? Okay, I'm going to admit, I don't know who those people are. Josh and... Susie or what? Yeah, you, oh, I'm okay. really, I'm really surprised that that didn't come up when you researched well, no, her. I'm gonna admit, Mama didn't do that much reading, but I think this is really interesting because you know about the drama, and you're seeing it reflected in the song. I am not, but I still enjoyed it, and so, and maybe then again, yes. as someone from an older generation who doesn't follow all of that, my perspective on it, not only is it, is it different because of that, but it actually really resonated with me. This whole idea of being. A teenage girl in love and what guess where I drove one of the first places I drove after I got my license where come on guess Olivia could guess Olivia Rodrigo could guess um past your ex's house oh we, he wasn't my ex yet but past your boyfriend's house yes and when we did break up I drove by there a lot because you know what <laughs> you know what he said forever and I drove alone past Okay, okay. Okay, Let's I'm keep saying, hearing I ref- Okay, so I, I love it. By the way, I loved the baby piano in the video. I thought that was yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, and also, so, if you guys want to go watch the music video, you can find it on YouTube. Um, or probably any news article about here's Olivia the thing. Rodrigo. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Okay, by the way, the F word. I get it. I get it. But when you're like a 16-year-old girl in the video. She's 18. But she said you just got her license. I just got my license. Has it been two years? What, whatever. It does not make her sound more mature, kiddo. Just saying. I mean, it's I think like she's It does not make her sound more mature. Or anyway, let's move on. Well, <laughs> there's some cuss words and things that I you know. listen to. So let's yeah, not even we'll, get into We'll get that. to that another day. Okay. okay? <laughs> All right. So here's what I'm saying. I was that girl. I drove past his house. This is her ex. I'm talking about after I broke up with him. He broke up with me, actually, because he said forever. Now, Olivia, we were so young, so my perspective is to tell her, someday, you may not even remember this, all right? And when you do, if you do, it will probably be even more embarrassing for you than it is for me right now, because you've now made a song about it, all right? So this drive by the street thing. And also here's something I'm curious about. I absolutely understand her feeling like, why wasn't this forever? But she's 18. So I'm wondering how your generation feels about that. Like, how do you feel like this about, what do you mean you've never known someone like this? How many people have you known? You're only 18. I feel like our generation has, it's kind of all about mental health. So that's kind of how this ties into it. Um, some of us are emotionally stable, some of us aren't. So that's, I think, she's just really using her emotions to kind of, you know, put out there in her music of how she's feeling and being a little more dramatic about it than what 
might have happened in older music. Okay, so she's not in a place to yeah. listen to me say, honey, there's other fish in the sea. Yeah, but um, I think this was just really important for her. But now we have to move on to our next song. All right. Because uh, I think this episode is going to run a little longer since uh, that segment that we just talked about, Olivia Rodrigo, is five minutes long, uh, five and a half, and we uh, usually have an episode that's 10 to 12 minutes. So this is going to be a little more of a special edition that runs a little longer. So stay tuned. So we just watched the music video of Bad Guy on YouTube, which you can also do if you want to follow along with us and reflect with us as well. We would love to hear what you have to say um, in the reviews if you want to put that there. Uh, So I think to start us off, Billie Eilish is an icon, obviously. Bad Guy was one of her iconic songs. I think that's part of what makes her famous, obviously. But the music video wasn't as much iconic, at least for me it wasn't. I think Bury a Friend or Therefore I Am was more of an iconic thing for me. Um, But this, oh my gosh, this song is just, I, I have no words. It's just iconic. So let's hear your thoughts on it. Well, first I'd like to say how interesting it is that y'all have iconic songs now, but we do in Generation X, so maybe that will be a special episode. I thought the video was striking. I, I like the song. I mean, it's different. I've gotten used to it. I have been to see Billie Eilish in concert. So, yes, I, yes, um, I, I would love to have her in a creative writing class. Um, Olivia Rodrigo's lyrics, everything was beautiful, but but I really I find myself... Um, reacting to Billy's a little bit differently. They're striking. They're, they're more like the poetry that we see students writing today and it's published today. Um, rife with symbolism. The lyrics, uh, the placement of the language even, and also that video, all right? Uh, I could go into a lot of things about the symbolism. There's goggles. I'm only going to do two. I'm going to start with the one I don't know where to go with. It's got its heads in bags of water. Uh, thoughts? Um, I think some of her videos have elements that make it very unique from other music videos. Um, it was a little creepy, but, uh, okay, why? But I think, I think that that's just kind of part of her style. Um, I, I personally, if I made a music video, I would not put heads in fish bags, but, um, that was just part of the music video and part of her style. So you don't think it has any meaning? It's a choice she it made. Could have well, okay. Here, it's my a perspective. She made. Yeah, my perspective is that at an, as an artist, she makes choices. She made the choice to put two dudes with their heads in a bag in her music video. So I think that means something, and I would like to know the motivation behind her choice. I'm just not there yet, but I wanted to point it out. My second and final comment on a symbol I think is there is the whole Invisalign thing, right? Which mm-hmm. is. You know, something didn't exist during, you know, the the time I was listening to this music for my generation at this time, right? Invisalign. They're there to straighten your teeth, right? But people don't see it working. So they may not see that you have an orthodontia problem. And isn't that the same way? And your generation has really helped make us aware of this with mental health. That you can't always see that struggle, mm-hmm. right? It's invisible. But... We do encourage people to take medication for it, to get help, even if that medication, we don't see it. It's not a crutch or uh, a cast. And so this invisible kind of medical treatment, and then she sets it aside and expresses herself, which to me was kind of symbolic of, and we know about this in culture, right? 
the dangers of going off your meds. And is that connected, do you think, her mental health with this quote I, I wrote, I'm only good at being bad, right? And then she's mm-hmm. got some images of abuse and sort of maybe a dangerous or reckless or downward spiral. If I don't, we look at it as going off her meds. I don't know if it has to go that far. Why not? In terms of elements of the music video, uh, some of our listeners may not even know what that means. So, uh, but I think part of taking out her Invisalign was to start the album, just period, and just have like a little blooper in there that really ties into the next song. So now we're going to go watch some TikTok videos and reflect on that, which I am very excited for. So we're back from watching three TikTok videos. The first one is of Addison Rae, the second is of Charlie D'Amelio, and the third is of Call Me Chris. So Addison Rae and Charlie D'Amelio are both famous on TikTok for dancing and they get millions of likes and stuff like that. Sometimes it has gone downhill and sometimes there have been some drama about it, um, a lot of times actually. And there's some hate pages and some fan pages and sometimes it's very confusing to follow along, which is why I just simply don't. But let's hear your opinion on it. Me? Yes. Uh, All right, so... These two women you're telling me are famous only for doing this on TikTok. I don't really follow along that much, but, uh, yeah. They're what? just famous TikTokers who have millions of followers and have a lot of drama. And are famous for dancing and are stuff they, like that. Are they in movies or television or, or politics or books, um, anything? Do they do anything? Dancing. In? I think Addison Ray has some music out, but... Uh, Okay, because I'm watching what they're doing. I'm hearing you say this is what they're famous for. That's great. Y'all go out there and and get it. But doesn't it seem odd that they're famous for essentially marrying aerobics and lip syncing? I mean, if I think about my generation, this is Richard Simmons and Vanilla Ice, right? It's aerobics and lip syncing. Why do you need to do that on a film? TikTok is a way to show your creativity. And basically... There's this thing called the Creator Fund. I think they both use it, where they get paid money for doing TikToks. And basically, it's kind of like a part of their job, which is why they make so many of the TikToks. And um, they promote ads and stuff like that. Mostly Charlie D'Amelio. That's who I really follow along with, if I ever do. Um, But basically, it's to show creativity on TikTok. That's the point of it. And this is how they're showing it. Well, you're laughing. Is that because this isn't that creative? They're all doing the same thing. That it's not creative. Uh, okay, I'm saying it's aerobics and lip syncing. Now about creativity, we also watched. The Call Ch- me Chris. Call me Chris, and I thought she was hilarious. I mean, it's not that the other girls weren't so, great. But before me, we that's, keep that's going, a point. before we keep going, Addison Rae was just doing a TikTok dance. I don't know what it's called. And Charlie D'Amelio was doing her famous TikTok dance, Renegade, which is part of what made her famous. Um, and then we watched a Call Me Chris video about how when your mom calls you to get your brother and they, and then you call back and you say what or what, you something like that, and they don't answer or respond. Then you go in there and you talk to them and they say, can you get your brother for me? And they were both upstairs. Your mom could have just yelled to him and said, I need you or something like that. But the point is that it's relatable and funny, which is why people find it like hilarious and stuff like that. Because uh, when your mom calls you and then they don't respond when you call back, it's part of the annoying part. And how it's relatable and how people find it so humorous. 
It was gold, Livy's gold. Okay, keep going. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious too. So we're talking about creativity, and I'm thinking like I did with the music videos and motivation behind the choices you make as an artist. Call Me Chris and her choices make more sense to me. It's not just that they relate to me more having been a 14-year-old and now as a mother, but I don't understand what would make a person want to do an aerobic workout while they lip sync for 30 seconds. And it's also, they're getting paid for this? I'm in the wrong line of business. But I don't know, that's what I'm wondering. I, I'm glad it's entertaining to y'all, but to me, it it's very confusing. I think Call Me Chris gets paid too. She also has a YouTube channel. But I think what's the difference between the two, or the three, I guess, is that Call Me Chris has more relatable and funny TikToks, and Addison Rae and Charlie D'Amelio, Charlie D'Amelio have kind of gotten old by now because they just keep doing the same thing, as well as, um, but Call Me Chris makes, just keeps going with different things and uh, relates to the series that she does and adds on to it, which makes it funny because you always see something new from her. Well, I've learned a lot. Yeah. about this and I'm, I'd like to talk more about TikTok sometime so yeah. thank you so now we're going to be watching one YouTube video um, which is also a video that has been going around and people have been duetting on TikTok a lot um, it's the uh, as the world caves in and it's very popular cover by Sarah Cawthron I don't remember her name McLaughlin no Okay. She's a TikTok famous. Not, oh, not not not, not famous. You would know. Okay. Um, but her video is very good, and we're gonna be watching the full cover on YouTube. So search up as the world caves in cover, and she'll probably pop up. But I will also share her name when we come back after I've seen it a couple of times. So we'll be right back. So we just watched the YouTube video of the cover. It was by Sarah Cawthron. Um, as the world caves in, which is by Matt Maltese, and basically what makes the duets so famous when they duet her on TikTok is that um, they're adding harmony to her video of the singing of the song, and they're adding the harmony, which is adding something incredible to it, which is what makes the video so great. So let's hear your thoughts. I think. Her voice is so incredible, and it's, like, amazing how she can, like, belt like that. Um, so, let's hear your thoughts. I agree. I like the song. I like the music. Um, the, the harmony that you're talking about is, is really interesting and really shows off a technological edge that is kind of makes things well, fresh for my generation. I'm sorry, go ahead. Her harmony is, she's not adding the harmony. Other people are adding No, I know. I got yeah. that. I got that. Okay. But, but I'll tell you what word you said that stuck out to me was, you know, making the video famous or what we like about the video. I, I don't personally accept this as a music video. This oh, it's is, not a music video. It's well, just a cover. She's just singing in her bedroom. But then why it's not supposed don't to be a music then video. why don't I just listen to it? Why do I need to watch her singing in her bedroom? Because she, because this is like she's just posting the whole video on her thing. Why? Why does it matter so much though? Because it's weird to me. Here I'll tell you. Okay, right. You're here. just listening to her singing. Then I don't need to watch her in her bedroom. Do you see? Listen to this. So first of all, I really related to this whole fear of the end of the world, right? In the 1980s, I was listening to music. There were songs like that, like the nuclear bombs. So that was a great way to relate. However, here is not a video. It is video, not music video. Video of this, this singer holding a microphone, the top of which 
looks like a phone and she's looking into it. Sometimes she's like singing into the phone and I'm waiting for her to take a selfie. So I don't see... The music, this, this is a cover. You post covers of you singing it. I don't think you understand what the point of covers is. Let me, no, let me explain. Oh boy. Pointing, when you post covers on YouTube, you post yourself singing it. That's the point of posting covers on YouTube. She has released this song on Apple Music, and I'm sure it's on Spotify too, of the cover. But she is putting this video because it's more interesting to watch her sing for other people than to listen to it on Apple Music. Plus, what if you can't listen to it? What do you have to? What if you have to buy the song? You can just listen to it on, free on YouTube. That's the point. Okay. Hopefully that clears so it's up. a thing because Tim, when, when I hear that it's a, something is a cover, that's what you do. But it's not about her singing in her bedroom, it's I, about the music. I understand, but it's a social media context of a cover and an artist doing a cover. Because to me, maybe it's generational, I hear the word cover, and I think of an usually an artist, maybe more or less popular than the original, say, you know, Beyonce doing a cover of a Frank Sinatra song, mm-hmm. right? But I don't feel like, and I kind of doubt she would, Beyonce would, would use cover in that context where... Part of releasing it is sitting in her bedroom and singing into a phone. You know what I mean? Yeah, but this is not about her singing in her bedroom. It's about her voice and the meaning of the lyrics and stuff like that. So let's work more on that and reflect more on that. I am reflecting that. I'm just saying, why do I need to let's see her? Let's reflect more on her voice and <gasps> okay. the lyrics. Okay, all let's right. Let's hear more of your notes. Well, That's okay. not about her singing in the bedroom. Not about in the phone, on her face. All right. So I really did. I liked this end of the world thing. It was it was passionate with also, at the same time, kind of like, you know what? I've accepted this terrible fate. The world's going to end. It's our last night alive. But I'm going to celebrate the love that I have in my life. Um, it's not charged with fear or anything that kind of ruins that or makes it cheesy. And I, I yeah, I really related to that. And I, I had questions when I thought, you know, this is kind of like those nuclear bomb fear songs in the 80s. What do y'all think about when you hear an artist singing about our last night alive, the world is crumbling? Um, I think what I like about what you're saying is that you take so much into it. Um, you really like kind of deepen your opinions of what the lyrics are trying to say and like have like a deeper opinion about it. I think the reason for that is because you have a poetry degree and because you're an English teacher, uh, you've kind of been trained to do this and I think that's kind of what adds on to having opinions about songs and TikToks, stuff like that, is because of the music and what the music has to say. So I think I like the end of the world thing. I think that was uh, a great addition and a great thing to write about for um, Matt Maltese's part and I like that even though the world's ending, you kind of bring yourself together and remember the good thing that's, that the good things that you have around you and the good things that you have to keep your mind on and keep positive. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes for a lot of people, it feels like the world is ending, but you just have to remember the positive things. Yeah, I like that. When, but when you say for a lot of people, maybe especially your generation, yeah, when y'all feel like the world is ending. Yeah, like, I don't know when but this song... During COVID or, or yeah, like specifically I don't, what you I don't know when this song was written, but I think definitely for COVID, that's how a lot of people felt. It felt like just everything was so scary. Crumbling, and, and crum- yeah. Crumbling. Okay, I like that there's a current way for me to relate to the fears we have. They're really concrete, 
and then we have this song that brings it together in a personal way with the with the singer's personal experience and relationships and then this big experience that the world is sharing in the song right the end of the world and that's something that we've all felt recently especially you all with covid and communicating through social media yes or no has been a big part of maintaining and developing relationships during that time. So something I've just learned, I will say this, is all these social media platforms you've shown me, well, TikTok today and YouTube, and these different contexts and different forms of entertainment and communication and creativity, that's so unique um, for me to your generation. And it is its own form of creativity, right, that I'm still learning about. And there are many ways I can relate to it that I did not realize before, and I enjoyed it very much. Okay, great. Um, so now we're going to go on to our outro since we're finished with that, and we'll be right back. So thank you for coming on with us today and recording with us um, about uh, our music in our generation and how it impacts us and how we interpret uh, our world around us and put it into music in TikTok form, of course. Well, thank you for having me. I've learned so much about your generation and sharing my generation's perspectives. And that's just one of the great things about being a parent, I think, is learning how their children see the world teaches me new ways to see my world. So I hope that I can come back sometime. And uh, thanks for teaching me so much. Yeah. So unfortunately, this is where our episode has to come to an end. If you want to go follow us on TikTok, search up The Lipit Crew. Um, and that is all lowercase. Our YouTube channel is Live It Official. The first letters of those words are capitalized. And if you search up Live It Official, I believe our Instagram account is live.it.official. Um, you can just search that up and it'll take you to where you want to go, I think. And then you can email us at liveitofficial40 at gmail.com. We also have a website coming soon that you will have access to in the future that we're very excited about. Um, and then make sure you follow and, dis- and subscribe to all of our accounts and turn on notifications so you can be notified whenever we post updates or teasers for our upcoming episodes. And until next time, goodbye my Libbies!